This is the Fixer Upper Marriage Podcast. Because marriage without maintenance will break. I am your happily married host, Jason Parham. Join the Fixer Upper Marriage class via live recording as we learn how to make marriage and love better. Today, we learn seven steps to changing bad habits in marriage. For show notes and additional content, visit fixeruppermarriage.org slash habits. Fixing up a house means accounting for things that you do every day. It's maybe furniture that you relax on or a bed that you sleep in or even the refrigerator that you open up every day or several times a day in my case. But you have things in your house. You have to allot for things when you're fixing up a house. You know, love and marriage is also filled with things that you do every day that have a huge impact on what happens in your marriage. And these things that we do every day that we just redundantly do, they're habits. Sometimes they're good habits and sometimes they're bad habits. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines habit as a settled tendency, our usual manner of behavior. Some habits are good. I said some habits are bad. Some habits are even dangerous. Some habits can be dangerous if you develop them in your life. And when the habit really takes over, it's just something you automatically do. It's like in your mind, you just know you, this happens. I'm going to automatically do this at this time every day. Or it's just the automatic thing. You just do it almost involuntarily. It's a habit that you have or habits that you get in your life. Habits come in all sh- sorts and types. Most of the time, you don't even have to make deliberate effort effort when you start them you just start doing those habits you know I have to admit that I have some habits that I would like to change and that is where this lesson comes from today and as we learn how and why we should change these habits and seven things seven ways I didn't know of another way to put it seven steps to changing bad habits in your marriage number one acknowledge that your bad habits are actually a problem in your marriage Acknowledge that your bad habits are a problem in your marriage. There's this unmistakable principle in the Bible that acknowledging your mistakes and failures is the first step in getting forgiveness from God. By acknowledging your sin, you become a candidate for his forgiveness. Listen to this verse that's found in what we call Romans Road. When you're leading someone to Christ, we all have this little system that we use. I don't know where that came from, why we call it Romans Road. I guess it's because a lot of the verses come from the book of Romans in the Bible. But Romans 3.23 says this, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, you would tell anyone that was interested in being saved, if you asked him the question, and questions, you would say, are you a sinner? Do you feel the need to accept Christ? Because you have to acknowledge the fact that you have sinned before you can ever get forgiveness. It's the same way with the mistakes that you make in marriage. You have to recognize that what you're doing is a problem with your marriage, that your habits are causing problems. You absolutely cannot get forgiveness from sin until you understand that you are a sinner and need forgiveness. And also recognize this in your life. You can eliminate negative behavior when you recognize that it actually is a negative behavior in your marriage. The psalmist wrote this in Psalm 32 and verse 5. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I hid not. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, as the psalmist confesses unto God. Your bad habit is like a third party in your marriage. When you get bad habits in your marriage, it's like a third party comes into play. 
Once a negative habit has infiltrated your marriage, it's like you, your spouse, and whatever that bad habit is, it affects what goes on in your marriage. For instance, if you develop a habit or addiction to your smartphone, why it's no longer just you and your spouse going out to eat. It's you, your spouse, and your cell phone going out to eat together. It's that third party that gets involved. It's no longer just the two of you in bed. It's you, your spouse, and your smartphone. It's no longer just the two of you on the couch watching a movie. It's the two of you sitting on the couch watching your smartphones, right? It's a, a third party has become involved in your marriage. When you, when you start to have addiction problems and you start to have habits, bad habits that come into play. Is it a habit or is it an addiction? If you can't make it without checking, if you absolutely cannot survive without checking your social media feeds, it's moved from a habit to an addiction. It's just something you feel like is a compulsive thing that you have to do. It becomes a addiction in your life. Not just something that you do, it's something that you feel like you have to do. And it becomes an addiction. It becomes something that controls you instead of you controlling it. And I will say a lot of habits that we have turn into this. Our habits start to control us. I recently noticed something about myself that every morning when I wake up, I don't know when this happened or how this happened or how I got in this condition. But every morning when I wake up lately, I've noticed that the first thing I do is grab my smartphone and check the news. What's going on in the world? What is the wait a second? Why did I start doing that? I developed a bad habit in my life and those habits can become an addiction and those addictions can take over your life. These things developed into a direct addiction instead of a simple habit. You have to be careful because those habits can be something that controls you. Now, instead of getting up and reading my Bible, I have this temptation to check the news or check the weather or see what's going on in the world or check some social feed or whatever you may do. You can become addicted to things. Your habits can turn into addictions that control you. you know, for instance, when you develop a habit of looking at pornography or pushing the limits of looking at things that could be considered that, that way, you can really develop an addiction in your life. It would be hard, something that's hard to overcome. And I would say that the popular syndicated television today is filled with pornography and nudity and rapes and even incest. Well, there's a show that I've heard about several times in the news. I mean, it's been all over the news over the last couple of weeks. I think the game the, is called Game of Thrones. And I've heard about this show and people promoting this show. And there's actually news media reports about things happening on this show. So I just read about it a little bit to see what it was about. It's about rape and incest and murder. I mean, it's terrible that people would feed on this. And, you know, if you feed on this, the things that are acceptable to you, it begins to change. All of a sudden, your view of things over time becomes more tolerable. And so you become you can make yourself prone to be addicted to things that are perverted and wrong. You can change your thoughts and behaviors. I mean, even if you have a YouTube account, if you have a YouTube account at all, you notice when you pull it up that on the side there are suggestions. It's not things that you're looking at. It's just suggestions of things that you might want to see, videos you might want to watch. I think anybody that's ever been on there, if they're honest, would say there are some terrible things that come up on those suggestions. You're just like one little One little swipe away from seeing something wicked and something perverted and something awful. If you're not careful, these things, these things can cause us to become addicted and they can take 
just not just a, a habit, but just on accident today, you can see more stuff than people 20 or 30 years ago could have seen on purpose. I mean, someone looking to sin just a generation ago. Now we can see those things on accident. But that's just a society that we live in. And you can get become addicted to these things. And a habit can form and a habit can become an addiction. You know, maybe you find yourself in the habit of taking painkillers. And that can quickly become an addiction that controls you. The United States, we have a current crisis is all over the news called the opioid epidemic or the opioid crisis. And legislators are trying to write legislation and change laws and do things to help people cope with this epidemic that's going on. Although when Congress gets involved, don't get me started on that. But this is a crisis that we have in our country. And the reason we know it's a crisis is because people have done research. There's research that's been conducted and it's a huge problem. The American Psychiatric Association released a poll this last May that revealed that nearly one out of every three people personally know someone who is addicted to painkillers. This is a terrible thing. They estimate that over 2 million people have a substance abuse problem related to painkillers, related to opioids. That's why it's become such a problem. If you're not careful, just a bad habit, something that you think, this isn't that big a deal, it can become something bad in your life. It can become something that destroys your life. Number two, stop blaming people or circumstances on your bad habits. Stop blaming people our circumstances on your bad habits. You know, we have a tendency to rationalize things that we do wrong. And it is a mistake when you pair your bad habits with other things that you can't control. You may say, like, I binge on ice cream because I'm so stressed out. I binge on ice cream because I have a bad job. I binge on ice cream because there's things stressing me out. No, no, that's not why you do it. You made the choice to have that habit in your life. It's like that with other things that we get involved with things that we shouldn't and we begin to blame those things on outside influences. And that's not right. We say, well, I'm involved with this because my marriage is not good. Well, no, you're involved in that because you made the choice to develop this habit in your life. And now it's probably turned into an addiction. It goes, this way of thinking goes all the way back to the fall of man. When Adam told God these words, he said, the woman thou gave us to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. He's yeah, I messed up, but I want to pair this with something else. I want to pair this with another problem that I have in my life. I want to pair this to my circumstances. The woman that you gave me, she offered it to me. She tempted me to do what I did. And that has carried over now. We have problems and we have bad habits in our life. We want to pair it up with things that are totally unrelated, that not really need to take responsibility for our actions, not just blame them on other things or other people in our life or things that have happened to us. In order to rightly deal with your bad habits, the first thing you have to do is to isolate those bad habits, to put those bad habits in your mind by themselves. This is something that I have done wrong. This is a problem that I have created in my life. This is a habit that I've started doing, and it's my fault that I'm doing it. It's nobody else's fault but my own. They're your problems to deal with. Then you can take the steps you need to correct those things that you've allowed in your life. Number three, make the plans to change your bad habits. Make constructive plans to change your bad habits. It's not enough just to acknowledge that you're, the habits that you have, that they're bad habits. It's not enough to have the knowledge that you're 
your habits have bad consequences. Facts or feelings of guilt is not enough really to motivate us to change. It just doesn't work. You have to actually do something about it. You have to take steps to change the bad habits that you have in your life. Have a determination to get rid of the bad habits in your life. Make a commitment to overcome them. Do this right down the date and time. I'm making this commitment to myself and to God. I'm going to change this bad behavior. I'm committing to changing this bad habit that I have in my life. Maybe if you, for instance, if you develop the habit of ignoring your family, I think that's a bad habit to have. It's a bad habit to come home from work and ignore your family. That could be devastating to your family and your marriage. But make constructive plans to fix that habit. But you know it's wrong. You know you shouldn't do it. Well, make constructive plans to fix that problem that you have. How about putting your phone away when you come home from work? It's a great way to prevent that from happening. How about limit your time to reading the news or checking social media when you're home to 10 or 15 minutes at a time? Or I'm only going to be on YouTube for 10 minutes. You can set a timer on your phone. It is really easy to do. I can set an alarm on my phone. It only takes me just a few seconds. I mean, just in a few seconds, I can pull the app that has my alarm on it and change the time. Just a couple of hits. And I can change the time. So I'm only going to spend... 20 minutes doing this, and then I'm freed up to spend time with my family. But by limiting yourself, you give yourself that opportunity to change those bad habits by having some kind of plan, by not just saying this is wrong, by not just feeling guilty about it, by just going through a cycle of guilt, but to make plans to change the habits that you have. Number four, seek help from God. Seek help from God. God is interested in your life daily and is willing and available to help you and available to help me. Considering this, consider this following verse from the Bible. For we have not an high priest, priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's Hebrews chapter 4, verses 15 and 16. Sometimes we hesitate to seek God's help with things because we know when we seek help with those things, we're going to lose something that has become valuable to us. That bad habit becomes something that brings you pleasure. Let's just face it. Sometimes we really don't want to seek God because we don't want to get rid of that thing. But if we are willing to seek God and get rid of that bad habit, get rid of that thing that's hurting your marriage, get rid of that thing, whatever it is, you fill in the blank. This habit is hurting my marriage. Whatever it is, you have to seek help from God to get help from that problem that you're having, to get rid of that habit that you have that's causing problems in your marriage and hurt and potentially hurting your marriage. When you're really serious about letting go of your bad habits, You can seek God and get the help that you need. Number five, use a trigger to change your behavior. There's this Bible verse that I have heard quoted, that I have quoted, that I have memorized my entire life. And I think one reason it's so popular is because it's a powerful and life-changing principle. And it's buried in the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalm 119. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That's verse 11 of Psalm 119. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You can memorize or just write down Bible verses that can trigger your mind to change 
when those negative things come into your mind or when you go to do that thing that's wrong, it can change your attitude or change your mind or prevent you from doing. And this is particularly relevant in your thought life, right? You start to think about something bad. I've done this before. You start to have a thought that comes across your mind. Well, you quote a Bible verse and it triggers you to not have that bad habit or that bad thought. It's the same way. Try writing down a Bible verse on a sticky note and putting it somewhere where when you did that thing that's a bad habit, that you would find that sticky note. Like in my case where I've got this issue now where I want to check myself on as soon as I wake up. Well, I'm going to write down a Bible verse or a note or a reminder and put that sticky note on my phone. So when I wake up in the morning, when my alarm goes off, I turn my phone off. There's a note. Hey, go read your Bible, dummy. Hey, you idiot. Read your Bible before you start your day. Not not checking any feeds, news feeds or anything of that nature. But try that. Putting reminders. You can use the Bible verses or just a simple reminder. Maybe you could put this reminder to spend time with your wife. When you come home from work, maybe put it on your dash. Spend, spend time with your wife. Put your phone away. Maybe put it somewhere where you would find it when you go to do the behavior that you're trying to change. That bad habit in your life. Put it where you'll find it when you go to do the behavior that's messing you up. Now, I've heard of people who use rubber bands. Have you ever, y'all ever heard of that? They put a rubber band on the wrist. And when they're tempted to do something wrong, they flip the rubber band. I don't know that that's a right way to do it. I don't know where that comes from, but I guess that's something that works. It's like a psychological trigger. Like this triggers me. You know, as Christians, our psychological trigger should be the Bible. It should be the word of God. So even if you want to use some kind of rubber band or whatever system people use today, maybe you should incorporate the Bible with that. This reminds me that I need to think about God right now. I need to read my Bible. I need to change the behavior. And if we use the power of his word and his spirit, you can that help is available to us to overcome those bad habits through his power. Those things that are hurting our marriage, those bad habits that you have, you can get rid of those things by using the power that God has given us through his word and through his Holy Spirit. Number six, allow yourself some time to change. I have heard everything. If you want to change a habit, it takes 21 days. I've heard that. That was in the news a while back. I've heard 30 days before. I've even heard 90 days before. The truth is that it just takes time. According to a, a 2010 United Kingdom study led by University, University College of London research psychologist Pippi Lally, I guess that's how you say it, reported that respondents said that it took 18 to 254 days to change a habit. This is a long time. The the truth is, I guess it just depends on your circumstances. It just depends on the case. But give yourself some time to change the bad habit. Don't be discouraged if it takes you a while or if you slip up. Don't be discouraged. It takes time to change a bad habit. And if you stop to think about it, that habit that you have, it didn't take you two weeks to get in that habit. You've probably been doing it for a while. So it's unreasonable for us to expect that just in a few days, in 14 days. No, it takes a while to get over those habits. And don't be discouraged if it takes a while to do that. It just takes time to, to get over those things. So you're also your approach to, to getting over a bad habit, you should consider all the good habits that you have in your life. So it can be discouraging when you just start to focus on that one bad habit, that one thing that you're doing that you're having trouble overcoming, that one bad habit that you want to change. And all you do is focus on that. Well, they're probably... A lot of good habits that you have, too. So think about those good habits and come at it from that angle. 
I have good habits in my life, but I want to change this one habit. And that allows you that allows yourself time to change that bad habit that you have when you come at it from that perspective. Number seven, replace your bad habits with good ones. Replace your bad habits with good habits. You know, if you have if you take a bad habit, it may have been consuming more of your time than you actually thought. I mean, you may actually spend a lot more time on your cell phone than you thought. You may have actually spent a lot more time watching TV than you actually thought. So when you take that thing away, it creates a void in your life. But fill that void with things that are good. Fill that void with good things. Instead of checking your social feeds as soon as you get up, try reading your Bible and praying. Fill that time with something else. Instead of watching that television show on your personal device or your TV or whatever, or that YouTube video that you watch, Try taking that same amount of time and talking to your spouse. Replace it with a good habit. Now I have a habit that I'm spending 15 or 20 minutes a day sitting down and talking to my spouse instead of spending an hour watching things that are not right, that are not godly, things that would hurt my marriage. Recently, we started a new family tradition and we call it pajama rides. And the kids all get ready for bed and we get in the car and we go for a ride it's just a time to relax and just take it easy. And I drive just around the block or up the road and turn back. You don't want to go too far because gas costs money, right? But we just take on a pajama ride, just something to do. So come up with new habits to spend together with your spouse. Maybe you just need to go to the park and take a walk instead of checking your social media feed constantly. Maybe the, the habit that you have that you're trying to get rid of, replace that habit with something else you can do. Spend some time together as a married couple. Additionally, make yourself accountable to your spouse by committing that time to them. Usually when I get home, I have a bad habit of getting on my phone and reading the news indefinitely. So now I'm going to make a commitment that I'm going to tell my wife that I'm going to spend 15 minutes talking to her tonight. We're going to sit down or maybe we're going to watch a movie together. We're going to sit down and spend some time together as a couple. So in committing that time to your spouse, you make your spouse your accountability partner. Now, hey, what you promised me that we would do this. And so now that habit that you have, now you made yourself accountable to your spouse by making yourself accountable to them. In summary, seven steps to changing bad habits in your marriage. Number one, Acknowledge that your habits, that your bad habits are a problem in your marriage. Just acknowledge that they're a problem. Number two, stop blaming other people and circumstances for your bad habits. Number three, make plans to change your habits. Number four, seek help from God. Number five, use a trigger to change your behavior. Number six, allow yourself some time to change. And number seven, replace your bad habits with good ones. Thank you for listening to the Fixer Upper Marriage Podcast. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, consider sharing it with a friend. Remember that God has great things planned for your marriage, so don't miss it.